Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hey, how you doing? And welcome to Livewire's Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby, and today we're taking a look at some of the bad bunch. These companies have not been on their best behavior in 2023. So to find out if you should be avoiding them in 2024, we're joined by Simon Conn from IML and Eleanor Swanson from Firetrail. Simon, I'm gonna start with you today, and we've got Star Entertainment Group. Its share price has cascaded around 66% in 2023 alone. And if you bought the stock five years ago, you would have lost around 86% of your initial investment. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Unfortunately, I think it's still a sell, Ali. It's um, rebuilt the management team um, and you know they're moving to address the issues with the government, but still overhanging them is the Austrac fine. And, and the most concern to us is still the, the debt situation in the Queens Wharf um, joint venture. So obviously it's still under construction. They're in dispute with Mervac, um, which was disclosed in the last capital raising. Um, so there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of debt in that structure. So they could still need more equity, um, but you know, moving in the right way. But I think at this stage, it's still too hard for us. Okay, what do you think could turn the ship around Eleanor and is it a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, so we think at these levels star is a buy. Um, we think, you know, the capital raise was good in terms of taking a lot of the balance sheet risk away and we do think they now have the capacity to pay back some of those Austrac fines. We're hoping to hear, um, you know, final kind of, I guess, outcome on Austrac uh, early next year and that will remove a big overhang for the stock. Uh, in addition, uh, in terms of the casino operations, they're currently being very closely monitored by the New South South Wales government, the Queensland government, we're expecting by the end of next year, those supervisory roles will be removed and that allows Star to return to normal operations and focus on returning those earnings kind of back to normalised levels. So once you kind of get through the next 12 months, you know, it is, it is a bit tough, you do have to be patient, but we think there's a lot of upside on the other side. Okay, next up we have former market darling Core Lithium, which has seen its share price fall around 71% in 2023. That said, you'd still be up if you bought the stock five years ago, about 380%. Eleanor, is it a buy, hold or sell? So we think Core Lithium is a sell. Uh, now, it's not surprising that the stock's down 71%. The lithium price is down around 80%. Um, and so that completely makes sense given that Core Lithium is a very high cost producer. So it is very leveraged to the commodity price. And so moving into next year, you know, we think the supply demand backdrop's looking still pretty challenged in lithium. You know, we're seeing those EV penetration numbers getting pushed to the right. And as a result, you know, we don't want to be anywhere near a high cost producer. So we think Core Lithium's an avoid. Okay, over to you, Simon. Would you also be avoiding core lithium yeah, into absolutely. the new year? Yeah, absolutely. A core is an oxymoron. I don't think it should be a core of anyone's portfolio. It's it's a tough stock. Um, you know, look, there's a wall of supply coming. Um, as, as Eleanor pointed out, that the high prices we saw last year have really incentivised a huge amount of supply. Um, you know, places like Africa, China's a big producer. We've seen US in Australian mines coming on. Um, and the South Americans who are restricting supply coming on as well. And then specifically the core, even though they are a producer, it's quite a fine, you know, pod sort of based deposit, quite difficult to mine. We've seen them, you know, they had a like hundred million of cash and they went and raised another 120, which really surprised people. So they've had issues in terms of getting mine, the mine up into production. 
So, you know, the geology seems like it's quite difficult. And so it's got company specific risk, there's headwinds in the commodity. So we think it's a sell. Okay, last up today, we have embattled financial services giant AMP. It's been incredibly volatile lately. Simon, last one for you, is it a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, look, obviously it's making lots of changes to the business, you know, good management team now, but you know, I think it's, it's still a long way to go with that business and really trying to work out what the core business is. Obviously the platform they own north, you know, we think is, is reasonable, but not nearly generating the growth um, that you should expect. Financial planning, still a journey there. Um, and then their bank, obviously they've just called out margin pressure like a lot of the second tier banks. It's quite competitive, it's become very competitive actually in the mortgage market. The oligopoly looks like it's breaking down to a large extent and that pressures their bank margins as well. So look, it just looks too hard for us at the moment, but you know, keep an eye on it. But at this stage, it's, it's still a sell, I think. Okay, share price has fallen around 28% in 2023. And over the past five years, it's down around 62%, which has to hurt for AMP shareholders. Eleanor, is it a buy, hold or sell? We think AMP is a hold. It's getting close to a buy. Um, if, if we look at the share price, it's currently trading at about a 40% discount to NTA. Uh, and we're expecting the company at their AGM in March will likely announce an, uh, a buyback, you know, potentially up to 350 mil. They've got about a billion of excess ca uh, capital on their balance sheet. Um, and that would be very accretive given that large discount to NTA. However, on the flip side, uh, we are seeing that, you know, management's making some poor decisions in terms of capital allocation. You know, they're wanting to tip more capital into the bank, which is currently returning below its cost of capital. So to turn into a buy, we really need to see better discipline around capital management. Uh, so it's a hold. Okay. We asked our guests to bring along one stock they'd be selling today, but they think the thesis could change and it could be a buy. We want both sides of the story. Eleanor, what have you brought for us? So we've bought uh, Eagers Automotive. So Eagers Automotive, we believe, you know, moving into next year, there, there's a lot of things uh, not to like about the industry, you know, very much softening demand. You know, we're hearing increased cancellation um, in terms of new orders. Also, if we move over to the US and look at some of the comparable stocks in that market, we're seeing that gross margins for new car sales are starting to revert to pre-COVID levels. Now that's a pretty frightening lead indicator for what's likely to happen in Australia. It's frightening because these businesses operate at very skinny PVT margins or profit before tax margins at around you know, three to 5%. So they're very leveraged to the top line and to gross margins. So you, know, you could really see some very negative operating leverage in the business. Um, for us to get more positive on the stock, I mean, it would need to get cheaper. It's currently trading at about 12 times PE relative to US peers on six times PE. Um, but really we'd probably need to see a turnaround in terms of consumer sentiment, the housing market, you know, cars are very much linked to the housing market um, and maybe a little bit more comfort that those gross margins are properly factored into consensus. Okay, over to you, Simon. What stock would you be selling today and what would have to happen for the thesis to change on that stock? Yeah, I think there's one sector that, you know, there's really boosted through COVID that we haven't really seen margins normalise. And, you know, the automotive retailing is one sector, but generally consumer discretionary stocks you know, have been another sector to benefit. And we really haven't seen EBIT margins um, rebase. So Premier is a great example of that. Their EBIT margins were 13% back in 2019. They're, you know, over 20% now. Um, so they've been able to push, you know, more volume through the existing store footprint. But you're getting costs going up. Um, you've got a slowing consumer environment. We think there's further risks, you know, risks to the upside for the interest rate. So, you know, those two two moves that you could get negative um, earnings momentum or you know jaws, and that could lead to EPS downgrade. So, 16 times on the current sort of consensus looks expensive when you look be underneath the hood, and think about the brands and their ability to sustain those margins. So we think you know JJ's and Dotties and Portmans aren't great brands. Peter Alexander and and, and um, Smiggle, yes, um, but you know these are real big differentiators in terms of the margins they generate. 
I don't think so. So, you know, it just looks like it's really over-earning, like a lot of the discretionary retailers. Um, so we're very cautious on that one. What would have to happen for you to change your view on Premier Investments? Um, we'll have to get a CEO to start with, um, you know, get some clarity on the strategic direction of the business and really you just want to see margins rebase. You know, the, you know, the, the, you know Sully's obviously a great retailer, um, but we think, you know, the margins look pretty full at the moment. So you want to get some confidence around where the consumer's at. Um, so interest rates are obviously a key ingredient to that. Okay, well I hope you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell as much as I did. If you did, why not give it a like? Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding so much great content just like this every single week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.